<laughs> Resident Evil Dixie I'm... Chicks. <laughs> oh. oh god. Go back to oh. some like South like Southern American horror. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Well Played DLC podcast. We have a very special episode today with a Resident Evil Village spoiler cast. I'm Zach Jackson, joined by Well Played's Kieran Verbruge. Hello. Kieran Stockton. Howdy. And shout outs to Explosion Network, shout outs Dylan Blight. Shout outs to myself. Happy to be here on shout this outs. podcast. Nice. We, uh, we got there, finally. Now it. <laughs> Look, it's uh, it's all work in progress, really, isn't it? You know, by the ninetieth time I've done an intro, you'd think I've got it down pat. But every uh, every week's a challenge. You'll get that. Anyway, how are we all? You're right. Good. Not bad. Loving it. Every moment's a gift. It is, isn't it? Yeah. That's it lovely. Isn't it? There's an inspirational calendar at work. It says there are so many beautiful reasons to be happy, and I try and live that. Yeah? Yeah. No, I don't. I hate that calendar more, more than anything. <laughs> How dare it try and make me feel at work. All right. We've got a, something a little bit different tonight. We're not doing a, uh, a standard episode. We're going to just talk about Resident Evil Village. I assume we've all finished it. I don't know Only once. Only once. Mm. Just to clarify, because I see people on Twitter that beat it like six times. So, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, yeah I'm, not, no time for that. No. Anyway, before we get into it, I want to do something a little bit uh, fun. I want you guys to give me or give the listeners your best Resident Evil intro noise sound thingy. You intro know, where noise go, sound thingy. You know where oh, they yeah. say. Resident Evil. I do. Is that yeah. your best? No, <laughs> I don't think I've ever played it. Does it do that in Village? No, it doesn't. But that's it doesn't. why. In the I old ones. It, I was going to say, I don't think I've ever played a Resident Evil game oh, really? where it does that. Resident Evil. Like that? Yeah, it's good. That was good. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. But you got to add the Village in, is what I was. Village. Resident Evil 11. They chuck the number at the end and it always sounds bizarre. It's like, wow, there's a lot of RE games. <laughs> uh, KV, what are you going to do? Where's yours? I don't, I don't, I don't yeah, know what you're talking about. Pop on the One Piece theme. Yeah, yo, yeah, yo. Resident Evil 8 Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Very, very nice. All right. So let's quickly go around the room. We'll get up to a minute per person and just give me a very quick review of what you thought of the game dylan you reviewed it for explosion network you can kick us off uh yes yeah, so i gave it a nine out of ten i think it's uh, you copy our review? 
Yeah. Yes, I did. Hell? I ripped it off. I waited for you. I waited for yours to publish, <laughs> and then I read it and I rewrote some of it. Um, classic. But my yeah, it's a classic bit. Um, no, I, I really really enjoyed it. I think it kind of hits the the per- nearly perfect mix of everything that the current day Resident Evil game tries to do, which is the whole bunch of scary, more slower paced horror stuff at the start, and then they always end in a heavier action stuff towards the end. And whereas I really did not like uh, Resident Evil. Seven, sorry, I forgot what number I was up to. Resident Evil 7's finale on the boat, and that was like just this corridor shooter that I, every environment looked very samey. The enemies were kind of boring the mold or whatever they were. I didn't really enjoy that, whereas I thought the action-heavy side to this, where you're fighting um, those mechanical being things or whatever they are, I enjoyed that a lot more because even though you was shooting a lot, because you actually had a sort of puzzle for each enemy, you actually still had to be engaged with the game and thinking on how to take them down, and it wasn't just mindless... Uh, explosions and shooting. So I think this game had a nice mix between all of the the biomes and worlds or whatever. And um, yeah, it's re- really, really good. Nice. Just just very, very quickly, Dylan, have you played Resident Evil 4? Uh, yes. Okay. I fl- so I, I, if you want to run down, I never finished one, never finished two, never finished two remake, haven't played three. I've finished four, I've finished five, oh. I've finished a couple of the spin offs. Uh, I never touched six. So I'm, a, I'm kind of a, really a mixed bag. Right <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a mixed bag. Oh, and I'm seven, obviously. So, but you, like, how can you sit there and tell me you've played six, but you haven't played? I haven't played six. I haven't touched six. You finished five. Oh, sorry, five. Sorry, five. Because five was my first one. Oh wow! And you continued yeah. with the series yeah. after that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I never knew anyone that had them as a kid. So I, I guess I never just came yeah, across yeah. them. And it wasn't until five came out um, and my friend picked it up who did play them as a kid. And he was like, it's co-op. You got to play it for me. So I went down to his place and we and we sat there and that was my first experience. So as much as people hate that game, I have really fond memories of just sitting there shit talking with my um, my mate playing through that game yeah, of co-op. It was co-op. Mm. Like what happened to um, Shiva? Is she right? She died. She died. Damn. Her hands cut off. She got done, <laughs> done by the G virus or one of the <laughs> letters. Uh, KV, what, what did you think of it? Uh, well, yeah. So like we've discussed on the podcast before, um, I have only played and finished Resident Evil 7 before this one. Um, so like I've always been aware of the series and what it's about, but 7 was kind of like my first, yeah, full playthrough of a Resident Evil game. And obviously it's very different to the other ones. Um, and similar to, to Dylan, like the the mold monsters and stuff and all that kind of got a bit shit towards the end. But I really enjoyed like the beginning and the the kind of like the bakers and that American horror kind of element to it. Um, so I had my trepidations about Village, but I fucking really enjoyed it. Um, it feels like to me, it feels probably uh, like one of my other favorite horror games, which is Evil Within 2, where it's kind of like you know, it's, it's, it's got an overarching story, but it's all these, also all these like vignette style kind of horror experiences that are all a little bit different from each other, have like a kind of different rhythm and a different pace, but then like put into this interconnected world that you're constantly coming back to. And I really liked that design. Um, and I really, really enjoyed and slash hated the Beneviento house sequence (laughs) a lot. Oh, yeah, um, that but that I think that's going to stick with me for a long time. So that's a mark of a good game, <laughs> I reckon. Um, if nice. I was going to score it, I'd, I'd probably also give it a nine. Nice one. Uh, KS gives a quick uh, wrap up of your thoughts. Yeah, I gave it a, a nine as well, as I saw many did on Metacritic. And it's 
probably my favourite game of this year, most certainly, I think. Um, yeah, it's really cool. It, it had uh, echoes of Resident Evil 4, which is you know pretty much universally loved by, by most who have played it. Um, I played that one on a GameCube randomly. The only other game I've ever played on a GameCube was Resident Evil 4 that my friend lent to me in college. Um, but yeah, that's a fantastic game. Good balance of action versus horror. Um, really good... Uh, like uh, resource management, I found myself managing resources the entire um, playthrough rather than sort of stockpiling at the start and then having like so many different tools at the end. RE7 didn't quite nail that. I had I remember having heaps of those remote mines towards the end on the ship, the very boring ship, as Dylan says, um, and I was just blowing up the same enemies over and over again with... Um, I seem to have so many IEDs. It was it was very odd, but this one really nailed it. Like you had to throw all of your arsenal out the window sometimes just to to battle some of the the puzzle like challenges you came up against. Um, no, fantastic game. Awesome. Yeah, I'm a bit like you guys. Uh, I didn't probably like seven as much as uh, both. Uh, sorry, as KS because uh, you gave it a nine. Didn't yeah, I did. From memory. Yeah. 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 I. I same with Kieran. I like. I love that opening half of it, where it's sort of in that house, and you know, it was all new. And you know, coming from an old school RE fan, I was like a bit like, "Fuck first person RE. That's not really RE. Shove it up your cap." <laughs> oh, yours um, one those. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was a bit. I mean, like it's elitist. Cool. Yeah, but it was like you know, I didn't have Leon, all new characters, and I was like, "This is not Resident Evil. This is not what I want." <laughs> Uh, and, and like the first half is like really good, and then yeah, the second half turns into a bit, bit shit. But um, it's the last third, right? The the shit makes up the last third. It's the third act. Oh whatever, yeah, the last part. The it's part where it all half, that's that's brutal. But the even last like third, you can almost forget it. Even the last little bit of I thought the house sort of dragged on a little bit, and th- when you kind of figure out the twist in that, in 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 like the, the house, it sort of loses its coolness a little bit. Um, yeah, they didn't quite know how to sustain it. Yeah, um, but you yeah, know, this one I thought had a, like a very good mix of seven, like what like what made seven really good, um, but then also what made RE four really good as well. And RE four is my uh, second favorite game of all time. So uh, if this can, you know, if, if this could live up to at least half of that, then I think it's going to be a good time. And yeah, I had a fun time with it. And I think. I've actually got an article in the works if I can ever get time to finish it. So it might end up on the uh, forgotten pile. But um, it's titled uh, Ari Village Re- uh, Reignited My Love for Resident Evil or something like that. It might change. But yeah, I just I think I feel a bit more invested in the first person uh, change and you know, the new characters and new world that they're sort of uh, doing. Yeah, well, this is part of a trilogy, right? So something cool is going to happen. Supposedly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it has to be, sure. Yeah. For me, it's probably a nine as well. Um, yeah. Nice. Very nice. All right, let's uh, get stuck into the meat potatoes of it. Uh, we'll go with the story first. Uh, some of you non-big RE fans, like this, the story has never been the biggest part of Resident Evil. It's always been a bit ridiculous at times and oh, yeah. like this one is a bit the same there's a lot of uh, i think like these new ones like they're trying to make it a bit more serious while keeping that law in in the world and um yeah this one when it sort of gets a bit funky 
uh, I think it's it's when they are trying to integrate like that law into it rather than just embrace like a whole new. At least feels um, much more natural this time yeah, around. Not yeah. shoehorned in like it was in seven. It would actually half made sense if you just sort of shut your eyes a little bit. Yeah, it was only kind of right until the end in seven, wasn't it? When it, well, when they, when, like, when they when you find out that they're being controlled by um, Evelyn knows Eva the the bio weapon. Yeah. And that that bit there, just sort of like, yeah, bam, here's the the reason Umbrella. why it's all happening. Yeah. And whereas in this one, it's a bit more subtle, I suppose. Mm. And they, they do feed into the fact that um, uh, Mother Miranda knew um, Lord Spencer and that's how the, the origins yeah. of the virus come from, the Megamycete or whatever it's called. Because uh, there's, a, there's a note that you find in one of the mm. dungeons or something from, yeah. from Old Mate. Um, yeah, they were research companions at some point. Yeah. And she's trying to revive her daughter, whereas he wants to just make a sick virus. <laughs> <laughs> Classic story, you know? Just a sick uh, virus. But there is a part of the story that doesn't sit well with me, in, in that Mother Miranda, the reason why all these lichens were getting around was because she was experimenting on villagers. Yeah. And also Heisenberg and all of that. All those people were villagers or people who visited, maybe, mm. who, uh, but why is it that the villagers managed to live so long? Because she she'd been there for over 100 years, right? How big was this village? There's a lot of lichens. doesn't seem like it has the infrastructure to hold that many <laughs> people. And also, how did they, yeah, how did they keep the lichens at bay? Like, what were they eating before they were eating people? I, yeah, know, I, I, I like how the houses looked real. Portuguese like chicken burgers, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's what it, yeah, just a cheeky Nando's every now and then. <laughs> yeah, I didn't quite... That didn't gel with me. Like, how was she experimenting on people, but the villagers were still worshipping her? Well, they um, were brainwashed, right? That was, like, in one of the documents. Yeah. They were definitely mm. brainwashed. That's, that's So, you I guess we just had her own, own little ecosystem going, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it must have been quite the operation, though. Like, the birth of a death ratio must have been <laughs> high enough but to like, sustain the village. They had a they had a lot of people over in um, Heisenberg's joint, so yeah. Yeah, I don't know yeah, where they got all those from. They did, didn't they? Yeah, those were people once upon a time, right? Maybe we've yeah. got a really good marketing campaign outside of the village for tourism. <laughs> mm. That's right. Come to like Eastern Europe, it's not as bad as it sounds. Oh, wait, yes, it is. <laughs> it's terrible. Come eat at our, um, our authentic European restaurant, Mother Miranda's. <laughs> <laughs> Try the wine. It's actually blood. <laughs> it's bloody good. <laughs> um, yeah, so what do you, uh, Dylan, what do you make of the story? Uh, yeah, so I think for the most part, it's it's con- connection into the wider Resident Evil universe is um, works a lot better than I think Seven did because Seven does the whole thing where it kind of lifts the curtain. You know, it's like, oh, it's not a Resident Evil game, but it will be somehow. And then by the time it sort of reveals how it's all connected, you're kind of just like, uh, but I was kind of enjoying it when, it, like, it got you so used to enjoying it as not a Resident Evil game mm. that when it reveals it's a Resident Evil game, you're like, I don't really want it to be anymore. <laughs> Whereas, obviously, because this one starts out the gate with Chris and it starts out um, with that connection. And then even if you're searching every house, you can find notes even within the castle that begin hinting towards this bigger relationship between Mother Miranda and um, the wider universe. And then, like, the first time you walk out into that courtyard where it's got the umbrella symbol mm. where you put the the four um, parts of the, the baby or whatever, the four <laughs> jars, you know, because it has the umbrella logo there. That, like, there's so many more layered out hints at the wider universe. Uh, by the time I get to that room, 
uh, the room where Mia's trapped, where you're playing through there as Chris. And that's that's where they have sort of the mass lore dump because you can find all these files there and mm. um, connecting to all the, the Resident Evil characters. Like, I'm reading them and I'm like, I suppose this is an important Resident Evil character. I don't really know. But, like, as someone who, you know, hasn't played all the games and isn't super deep into the, the lore, it was enough to intrigue me but also not make me feel completely enamored with i don't understand what's happening in this game anymore because ultimately straight after all that you're just straight back to oh there's an evil witch lady who's trying to take over kill people like you you're back to what you're playing so yeah i think this had a a pretty good balance between everyone and within each uh of the different worlds you have like these sort of mini stories between each of the the bosses anyway to to care for when you're inside those places so yeah, yeah, like Kieran was saying with the, the vignettes, like the small little snippets of experience that are enjoyable on their own standalone. Yeah. Like the mansion yeah. in particular stands out as one that's pretty much, it's almost completely detached from the game, but it's completely awesome. Mm. Yeah, so, but just overall, like the overall story, did you guys enjoy it? Or were you like, did you think it was amazing? Or I thought it was, the, it was the Sixth Sense moment was kind of funny. It's like, he was actually dead the whole time. I... I did slightly roll my eyes, but then I just ran with it. But then you think, right, so Ethan is mostly mold. That's what we're told, right? He was killed by mm. Jack. He was, um, the only reason he can revive himself is because he's basically 100% mold. So it's kind of gross because to make Rose, the baby, the, the human baby, I suppose, you know, he's swinging his moldy bits about <laughs> with Mia, who is also part mold. So the reason Rose is so special is because she's bloody... Mold. It's a mold baby. Made of mold. She's, yeah, she's mold on mold action. It, it's kind of gross in a lot of ways. Uh, I thought that that sort of revelation was a bit, how's your father? Um, mm. But it does sort of explain why the fuck he can get so messed up all the time and still be okay. Because that really irked me at the start. I had like notes on my phone as I played the game. And one of them was, how is Ethan getting so fucked up but then holding a gun immediately afterwards? Like he gets his fingers bitten off. And then I just, I wanted to see, like, can I raise my gun right now? And sure enough, he's just like, he bandaged up and, you know, raises his gun and he's good to go. I'm like, fire out, right? Why have my fingers bitten off? I just cry for a few days and then <laughs> maybe pick up a gun. I don't know. The, the part where I nearly st- like was going to get angry at the game was where he lost his complete hand and then he just sort of wraps <laughs> it back on and suddenly all the tendons and everything and everything just works perfectly and fine. And shirt like stitches together and everything. Yeah, that, that was the part where I was like, this is stupid. But then by the time you get to that reveal, I was both like, this is kind of dumb, but also it means I can't be angry at that other thing. So shrug. Because that, that was foreshadowing though. I Because I spoke to Zach about this. Zach's mm. like... He just put his hand freaking back on. What the hell was that about? I'm like, it has to be explained at some point. Yeah. There's something up with Ethan, obviously. He's not yeah. normal. And when he gets hung up by hooks on his hands and he just yeah, rips yeah, yeah. them off and then pours some first aid fluid and away you go. Yeah. I thought, I thought like, because obviously like when all that stuff was happening, I was kind of just quietly having a giggle and kind of enjoying how ridiculous it all is. <laughs> yeah. But like, I also thought it was a neat way to retcon that like game, like that gameplay experience where like you are taking like just ridiculous amounts of damage and doing things that a normal human couldn't do in a story that's trying to be at least semi-realistic. I thought it was a good way to kind of like explain that away. Yeah. Give you, mm. give you like. I, I reckon Nathan Drake's uh, mold as yeah, well. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> like a game like that in comparison, like you have no explanation for why the fuck he could take a million bullets. Possibly yeah. John Wick I liked too. it. 
Yeah. Yeah, maybe there's a wider conspiracy at work. Like half these action heroes <laughs> are just moldy boys. Moldy, yeah. Yeah, I thought the story was fine uh, in the scheme of things. I didn't think it was overly amazing. Um, yeah, like it was just a Resident Evil story, but yeah, I mean, probably one of the better ones, I guess. Um, but still, yeah, nothing, uh, nothing amazing. Kieran, uh, KS, you have a deep love for uh, Ethan Winters. Tell us about it. <laughs> he is boring as batshit. I'm glad that you actually mentioned the evil within um, KV because I mm. also love that game. The, both games are fantastic. But um, Sebastian, just be honest. Zach didn't realise in the evil thing that you could smash crates for way too long. It's like there's ammo inside those precious ammo. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Sebastian Castellanos is not exactly the most um, animated protagonist ever made and Ethan you know he obviously was his understudy because he was yeah lots of crazy stuff going on like hey these witch ladies hung me up by my hands whoa this is mad he just didn't have any genuine connection with what was going on which is hard when you're faced with unspeakable horror but it's like no effort was even made by Ethan and his daughter's been captured if my daughter was captured and split into four parts and made into some weird key I'd I'd be, um, I'd be livid. And yeah, yeah, you didn't get any of that sense of anger or desperation from Ethan. It was just pretty much a bit of a caper for him. Just another th- wacky adventure in Ethan's world. I think he did at the end, though. Like, right when he meets up with Mother Miranda, yes. he does sort of crack the shits. And I thought that was mm. actually probably a good scene, like, voice acting and that wise. But for the most of it, yeah, he was a bit, bit boring. And I haven't revealed his fucking face, which shits uh, me off even more. Yeah, what is, what is with that? He's not Master Chief. Christ's sake. Although, if you look at the concept art, his, his face mold. is in that. Master Mold. That's master right. Mold. I was hoping he'd take off his helmet at the end so I could just see his damn face. But, mm. See, and I uh, like the key art. They, they like, yeah. shadow it out. No, in the key art, he's there. They they had... um In the concept nah. art, he's there. Yeah. He had Ethan. He looked like, um I don't know, like an aging hippie, basically. It was kind of funny. Mm. Yeah, check it out. Get I am... I, I actually like I didn't I for all those same reasons I hated Ethan at first but I kind of he kind of grew on me and like I think that, again that was when that mold revelation happened because you kind of like you you start to think of him as this person like his only goal is Rose and he has just no regard for anything else that's happening around him and he's almost just like got that you know zombie like fervor you know he's just he's fixated and that's like all he cares about and that's why he doesn't really react to anything around him um I think if I, when I think about it like that, he's a lot more enjoyable or at least I'm not as angry about why he's this dumbass just wanders around falling apart. <laughs> uh, I think he's a lot more likable in this than he is in seven. Yeah. Cause I think the goal to save Rose, I could get on board a lot more than, um, because seven after Mia dies, it's just like, then it's just escape and mm. there's just not much to grab onto with him as a character in that game. Whereas in this one, because at least I'm like, yeah, it's a, it's a small baby that's been cut up into several parts. That's kind of fucked up, but I can get behind this as a, as a goal for this character. And then I, I kind of, by, by the time you get to the end of the game and he sacrifices himself and then you have the, the after credit scene 
which I'm sure we're going to touch on. By the time you get all that, I was kind of like, you know what? Like, I'm glad they killed him. But at the same time, I feel like he went out on as big a high as that character was probably going to get to. <laughs> 100%. I made a note of that in my review. I said there is redemption for him. And even if you don't stick with him at the outset, by the end of it, you're like, where'd he go, Ethan Winters? You did it. Mm. And in fact, he starts dying because he's made of mold. And I suppose the Mega My Seat was killed as well. I'm like, oh, it's, you know, sacrifice. Good work. Mm. In the scheme of all the characters, where where does he rank? Because for me, he's probably down the bottom, if not <laughs> the worst. The bottom. Um, Out of all the Resident Evil like sorry, characters, uh, sorry, in this game, so you know, Lady Dimitrescu, um, Heisenberg, and all those. Um, I thought Ethan was probably far the worst. I, I, I put him above Swamp Monster, whatever that thing's <laughs> name is. Moreau. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I don't vibe with him. The swamp one. Yeah. The, yeah. He the, was a the bit of a yes, I didn't mind. Oh well, wasn't my favorite. Probably my yeah second worst. But okay. Yeah. Well, thought he's better than old mate Ethan. Lucia. Uh, no, no, not Lucia. The the one who has the dad that gets infected and then kills everyone. I didn't rate her at all. And her interaction oh. with Ethan was two of the worst characters interacting at the same time. It's right at the start. Yeah. Well, no, her name is count. Lucia. I'm further. Yeah, they count. Because the no, best character is actually the, I've the drunk bloke. I those existed. The who? How good was the drunk bloke in that room? He's all like... Nah. He was shit-ass. Why, and great. also, why did none of them have fucking Eastern European accents? I think, who <laughs> asked me this before? Was it you, Kim? That was <laughs> me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, what, like, why are they all speaking like Americans or like... Well, have you seen Memoirs of a Geisha? Like, a bit off topic, but yeah, none of them have. Yeah. They have broken <laughs> Japanese... English um, accents it's terrible yeah it's a dumb idea but still if you're going to make them all Americans make one of them like a drunk guy who's like going against everyone in the room and he was fantastic I was well, hoping to see more I mean, of him I was devastated what's Heisenberg him. like Texas what the hell's his accent <laughs> supposed to be like I'm not sure Outback. he's like yeah. a Wolf Creek guy yeah, yeah. He, he was actually probably nearly my, my favourite one out of them all Heisenberg yeah yeah it, I, I, he's a Kojima villain Basically, yeah. <laughs> so, if you vibe with Kojima's writing and the way he stylizes villains, then I think, uh, yeah, it's like you're gonna love Heisenberg. Is that where they're just random, weird, and sort of out of place in where they are? Is it's just the the way he, the, it's just the nonsense he's talking, the, <laughs> the the lines, and then just the way the characters portrayed, the look of the character, like it just hundred percent something Kojima would whip out. If that was, except for if Heisenberg was a female character, um, it would be wearing nothing but stockings so they could breathe. So that's the that's the big oh, difference yeah, between the right. characters. Uh, shout out to what's the name? Silence? Silence? Uh, yeah, something quiet, silence. Quiet. Quiet, yeah. <laughs> silence. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of uh Redfield? I thought he was really good. I actually quite liked his character in this. Um and I thought like, Bait and Switch? The the performance from this game, from like when you go back to like Resident Evil 1, like they've come a long way. <laughs> they've come a long way. I thought his voice acting was actually really good in this one. And he was actually quite a cool character. I'm actually surprised he, he was a good guy still. I thought he was going to be a bad guy. Like based on all the sort of like pre-release stuff, you kind of got the That's impression. how they get you. Did we all yeah. think he was going to be a werewolf? I think everyone thought he was going to be yeah, a werewolf. They, they, they set it up. Yeah, okay. yeah. sweet. So it wasn't yeah. just me. I mean, the, the art on the front does have half Chris Redfield, half werewolf. It was, the stage up. was set. 
I remember like the jump. podcast before this game came out, Zach, we were all like, I can't believe they've shown like the whole story. Like we already know what's going to happen. Chris is a bloody yeah. werewolf. Like Lady D's the villain, blah, blah, blah. And then like, nah. How about that? It was surprising how minor um, Lady Dimitras was in the grand scheme of things. Like she was only one quarter essentially of the game. Yeah. So much was made about her. It was kind of clever actually in terms of Yeah, absolutely. Left they knew, still to be they knew which character to pick as well. Oh, mm. Yeah, they did. That they did. They knew the internet well. <laughs> Imagine if we'd all been getting horny over Moreau. Star for material. Step on me, fish daddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm surprised right. that's not a thing. Let's uh, let, let's go through. I guess the the four worlds. No, no, they're not worlds, are they? Because they're in the same place. The four areas. So, or more than five, if you want to include the village. Um, we'll start with the village, I guess even though mm. it's sort of uh, everywhere. But uh, everyone loved the design and the look and the feel and mm. all that. Yep. Yeah. Resident Evil 4. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And I want to quickly touch on that in a sec, but i got a question because I did the preview. I think I was the only one here. But did anybody get Blair Witch vibes right at the start? When you're going through the snow and then you're going, it's like oh, yeah. dark and you're going through like... Movie or the game? Uh, definitely not the game. The movie. <laughs> Just, just Carry like on. sort of that, like eastern, or you know that that abandoned, like yeah, the huts Sound and stuff pollution. in the forest, and like you know, like the ritual like noise. Yeah. Oh, the ritual was so good. I what thought a that was um, movie. But yeah, I thought that was really cool. But RE four, when you first get to the village, and you have this massive shootout, and it's sort of time based, or whatever. They had a moment like that in this game. Here. Yeah, and it sucked. Right. Okay. So that's what I want to ask. Who? Struggled, who didn't like it, and... Was that the first... Are we talking about the first sequence? That's the one where you were like, this is fucking shit. Oh, it's my It's taken God. me forever. Please, um, someone tell me. I know someone, at least one other person had the exact same experience. Yeah, His name yeah. is Steve Iver. Shout out to Steve Iver. Um, well, it's not him. It's one of his <laughs> dudes. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if it was bugged or not, if I was just doing it wrong or something. I but I was just running around in loops around that goddamn arena... I'd looted every single building. I'd pulled every goddamn shelf from chimpanzee to chimpanzee across the doorways. And just nothing would happen. I didn't know what the game wanted from me. And then all of a sudden, a random cutscene triggered where that big hairy thing, which I thought was Chris Redfield, by the way. Um, yeah, same. Went really? Me. Yeah. I thought it was Heisenberg. I thought it was yeah, like I thought it was like, like either imitated. of those for a while. Okay, no, I was still convinced. I'm like, Chris, you're, um, you're a werewolf. Um Yes. Did anyone else have that experience where they couldn't get I that cutscene to trigger? I had that on my second playthrough. Well, like oh. I, I haven't finished it twice, but I started a second playthrough and like whatever I did the first time, I wasn't doing the second time. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? Poor and I restarted it and it was a totally different experience again. So, Because <sighs> I just kept on dying and I, it was about half an hour that I lost in my life just wondering like, what was wrong with me and I was playing on hardcore too I'm like should I turn difficulty down but I'm like no I'm running around and I'm not even dying like I'm dodging these guys like a bloody expert just nothing's happening I don't know what it wants I think it worked perfect for me because I was running around you know shooting as I went and then as as it seemed all hope was lost uh, the big the big guy jumped down on me which I think is exactly how it's supposed to work like it's a it's a thrilling shootout until it's like oh shit I'm out of bullets and then uh, the werewolf came down, so I think that's exactly how it's supposed to go. So you you've got to dive it in a very specific way, obviously. No, I, I think, I think it's I think it's time based. I think it's time based and location based. 
Cause, see, I was lucky because I saw this whole thing in the preview, so I knew what was like what to do. Um, I didn't know how to trigger it because it didn't like it, like I didn't see that like that part, but I saw that there's a cutscene and the bell rings and they all fuck off, and that's why I started the preview with the the bell ringing. But it's there's like a little cut in like the uh, like the side of the house that goes underneath the house in of mm. one part. And when you go to go into that, obviously after a certain time, it then triggers like that cutscene where one of the lichens pulls you out or that's, whatever. That's what yeah. I did. That's what happened to me the first time, and I tried to recreate that the second time, and it didn't work. I was under there. Okay. Like so minutes. no lichens pulled me out of anyway. So <laughs> yeah. I don't. So I think it is different. Really? Yeah. No, no. I I was so I was right down the the end of the river where there's a locked door that you can't get into that goes to Mordo's place or whatever right down there. And mm. I was trying to work out how to get it open, and all of a sudden all these werewolves come down. I'm like bang bang, and I'm like running around a circle. And right as I got like halfway up through the river, all of a sudden the big guy just jumped on me out of nowhere. Right. And that was it. Yeah, I was in the river somewhere. I think I was in the middle of it though, and I was just about to die. Like I'd run out of health things. And I think I just. I think that's the. Out. I think that's the key. You got to be in the middle there somewhere. somewhere. Well, you got to let the big guy kill you. I think. But that's, that's not I'd, well designed. That's poorly signed. Full health and I wasn't dead though. Like he just jumped armor. on me. I, I still had. Yeah, I still had full health. I was nearly out of bullets, but I, I, I wasn't health. dying. Yeah, yeah, I still oh, had full health. I was good to go, mate. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think the fact that multiple people have had the same experience means that it's either A, poorly signposted, or B, slightly bugged. So it's a bit dicky. I, or a bit it was a very poor opening to the game. After that, though, I sort of forgot. It was it was onwards and upwards from there for me, but, but I was hoping that there wouldn't be much more bullshit like that. Like, mm. monster closets I, in general, I think, are really poor design. Like, that's a monster closet, right, where mm. infinite enemies will spawn doesn't matter what you do. you just got you got to be running. There's another part in it that's a, a monster closet that I didn't appreciate. It's where you're, uh, I think it's just before the Heisenberg area, the stronghold. And With the, oh, like the den? Yeah, the den. You've got to go yeah, through was, the den to the that top. That fucking sucked. Yeah, it yeah, that, sucked, right? Yeah. And so that you was get actually, to the top, you got to kill yeah. the big bad. And then I wanted to go back down and loot the bottom things. And now then I And then more spawned. And then more fucking spawned. Yeah, yeah that I'm happened to me. out of here. Piss yeah. this place off. Yeah. See, I wasted so many bullets and like explosives because I thought I could just clear the room, obviously, mm. but they just keep spawning and spawning. And yeah, it reminded me of old Call of Duty games where the game oh, wouldn't yeah. tell you that it's a monster closet and you're wasting all your bullets and uh, grenades trying to clear this area, but it's you actually just have to try and force your way forward. And I don't mind that if you're aware as a player mm. that that's what your goal is. You it know, has if, to be so, Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, nice. I'll tell you one thing about I was gonna say one thing about the village though. Like I got I got afraid early on that every time we came back to it as the hub world, that there was gonna be another big fight there or a bunch of werewolves. And I actually appreciate the fact that once you cleared it early on in the game, that the the village was kind of a, a safe place. You, you're like, okay, I'm good. Like between between the areas, like you come out of the castle after that big hectic boss fight and you have like that sort of down period and you don't actually need to be scared of Mm. Um, a big werewolf coming in or something. I, I like that. And then there would, it would sometimes chuck in a few things. Like there was that big shaggy werewolf that popped out. I think that thing's random because I never saw it in the village. Oh, yeah. really? No, no really? I saw it in... Is, it's just before I saw, you it, I saw the, it like three different times. Yeah, there's three of them. Is there three of them? No, it's the same yeah. one, isn't it? I thought it was nah. the same bloke. No, I killed all three. Oh, wait, no, hold on. I saw it once after coming out of... With, a, with like... Yeah, uh, after effects. coming out of the second area, after coming out of 
uh, the the dollhouse. Yeah. Then when I was trying to make my way to Monroe's place, it was there, and I thought that was scripted. I thought that was just that scripted one is part scripted. of the game. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So there's one. Yeah, there's one when you first go through the first uh, four six wing gate. I think it is. I think that's to the dollhouse. Yeah. 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 So there's one down there, and I killed that one. I yeah, I didn't see one. it there. I never saw and, it there. And then there's one. <laughs> it's like on top of a hill, kind of thing. Um, another oh, like yeah, snowy, yeah, yeah. snowy area and I killed that one and then there's a huge fuck off one like a massive one like in it's like a you know when you, get, you pick up the skulls or whatever when you when they I mean yeah. people die <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday um, yeah the last one I killed is like some super like super crystal skull it's like, well, I think it was like an ancient beast oh yeah, yeah I, that's when I yeah. killed that's when I killed what I thought was the same one because I totally didn't nah, kill it the first two times. There's a huge one. It's in you know that little, almost like um like the straw field. Not yeah. Straw field. Um. The farm fields. Like the, yeah. 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 Like, uh, like yeah. the farm fields. There's a massive one there. Yeah. Um, Interesting. I missed so the it. first yeah. time. First time I encountered it was in the same place with that that first bit that we were all just talking about with the river and the mm. daughter Moreau and stuff like. That very very first area is where I first encountered. Not that at that point, but later on. I unloaded everything yeah. I had into him too, and he didn't die. So I yeah, thought you just same. had to run away yeah. from him. And I yeah, did. Which is what then, I did. Then later on, you get the magnum, and it's like, yeah. oh yes, goodbye. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. He showed back. He showed back after you got the man- magnum, and you kill him in like one or two shots. Yeah. I thought it was the exact same wolf. Like I didn't I realize. Just, I, I still straight yeah, up avoided that one. No, I killed all, all of them. I think I used the magnum on the the big one, but the other ones I just used. Oh. The big daddy wolfsbane over here. And the sniper. I guess that's I guess, casual difficulty for you. Yeah, that's so, it. That's what I was about to say. It's all that sniper goes for you, mate. What do we all play on in terms of difficulty? I played on normal. 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 Oh, normal cool. was bo- probably borderline too easy. I wasn't I would agree. hard. Yeah. You weren't allowed? No, because Anna was, likes to watch these games. Oh. So she was like, no, I don't want you to die. Get stuck too long or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I only died maybe two, three times. And yeah. most of the time it feels like you have too much ammo. But I I honestly feel like the game system is designed in that if you have two bullets, it'll take one to kill an enemy. And if you have 20, it may take 10. Like, I feel like there's like some weird like back end system. Is yeah. like the headshots you mean as well? Oh, man. Yeah, well, they just don't work. <laughs> I started counting them. I started counting like, wow, that dude took 10 headshots to go down. It's the basic popcorn fodder enemy. Ten yeah, headshots. Yeah, I think it's also when you have less, like it was like what you were saying, like when you have limit, limited ammo, then, you know, you have like two shotgun shells left and there's three dudes there. You know, two of them you can get like straight straight blow blow their, their, um, their heads off. But then, you know, when you got like full ammo, you're unloading like the thing into them yeah. and they're just yeah. not going down. I would believe if that was actually the what's going on. It's, Which is cool. I, you, I yeah, you that. always kind of feel like you're going up against some kind of odds. You're never yeah. overpowered or like helpless. Yeah. And then when you do like, you know, you got like one bullet left and you do a bloody a John Wick, you're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> um, it's like so yeah, the village. <laughs> when you're coming last and you get yeah, blue Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the village gun. design I thought was, was awesome in terms of actual uh, like game environment. That's probably one of my favorite uh, game worlds yeah playing on hard the ebb and flow of the resources was, was really good throughout 
but you have to you have to make every shot count. Like there was enough. There was certainly enough, and it, it encouraged exploration and finding all the valuables, which was super fun anyway, and selling them to that fat bloke. Um, big dokey. <clears throat> the big dirk. Uh, but yeah, I always felt like I had to be at least a little bit careful, uh, except for when it came to the final boss fight. Jesus, that was that was a certain shade of terrible on hardcore. Like mm. I think I died a few times, like maybe three times total fighting that thing and then I realised all I need is 8,000 shotgun shells and that's all it was just unloading shotgun shells one after the other into her face and then and then those dark sections it's like what were they even about like why it's a war of attrition you know where you you, all you could do is block basically and shoot her while she was coming at you in the dark and yeah I thought that was that was a bit of a sour taste in my mouth at the end of the the end of the playthrough was, was her and the way that she just chewed up um, ammo and wasn't really interesting mechanically at all. Um, Classic RE. Yeah, it is yeah. a bit. And I, and they I always think they have that big boss don't yeah. they at the end. And it sometimes yeah, they just really good. eat bullets like their bloody mm. oak milks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Apple crumble oak milks. Yeah. All right. So the castle. Yep. Who love uh, who loved the castle? Loved it. Yep. Well, this definitely felt like old school RE sort of uh, design with like the layout and sort of the backtracking kind of like within that mm. um, small little area, if you, if you want to call it that. And then, you know, the courtyard. And, and that had uh, KS's favourite Mr. X um, yeah. wannabe. I reckon the Mr. X mechanics can go die in a fire, but the rest of it was really cool. And I like the, the contrast between, you know, you had these like gold plated walls at some point like they looked really opulent and um like these people were living large and then there'd be just these decrepit parts of the castle as well there was great contrast between old and new and and really well done up and um and falling apart and it was what do you think of the basement with the torturousness mm. yeah, good. <laughs> that was meant, just... like, like those sections you know where like <laughs> the old ladies whatever they are or the the zombie kind of vampire thingies that are coming out of the yeah. What prisons. the fuck are they? Are they they were like ghouls or something? I thought they were like the workers. Yeah. Banished yeah. to the. I don't. I actually don't know if they are, but yeah. I believe anything. I believe whatever you tell me. To be honest, so they seem like the test subjects or like yeah. the the villagers that she was trying to turn into like her daughters or whatever. Because she had all those, you know, like this mm. one's viable, this one's yeah. not. That makes sense. Um, but then you also read about people that are working there. Yeah. In some of the documents, so I was like, oh, maybe these are just. Yeah. Yeah. Actually like one of my favorite one of my favorite like very small sections of the game is in that area where you're walking through like the flooded area of the basement where it's just all yeah. like flooded with like blood or whatever and like oh, yeah. you don't see where the enemies are they they'll just like pop out in front of you from under underwater. Like I really enjoyed like visually how cool that looked and like obviously the tension and like the the lighting and the atmosphere and stuff. Mm. One of those was, was really in that cool. In that underwater area, I remember I walked into a room and there's like a, a shelf or something right to your left as you walk straight in. And on the other side, a bunch of them started coming out of the water. And I was like, no worries, I've got this. So I backed up to the door and just held my gun straight ahead. I'm like, I'll wait for them to come around the bookshelf and I'm just going to going to blast the head straight off and i hear them like oh like oh no i'm like where are they coming and i look down and they're crawling through the bottom of the bookshelf i was oh. like oh no the ai outsmarted me <laughs> love that nice. 
Yeah, that, that bit was clever, actually, because of all the weird angles. If you're backing up and shooting, you very often hit a wall and then you get yeah. kind of discombobulated yeah. and like, oh, shit, like, where is backwards now? Um, and you might end up just running straight into the arms of one of those things. Um, yeah, I'm glad that spawned behind you in those areas because I actually hate that when in these sorts of games where they're like, oh, to make it kind of shit, we're just going to have an enemy spawn behind you and in front of you. Yeah. I just find it cheap, usually. Yeah. Yeah, they almost never do that at all. Yeah, like no, you're always you're always kind of face on. Mm. Yeah, there's nothing I can really think of where I thought, oh come on, <laughs> where did he come from? I, I checked that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe in the stronghold a little bit, like they do pop up the archers pop up, and they're a bit mm. funny. They're a bit funny in general. They're obviously villagers who were quite compassmentous before they were turned into lichens <laughs> um, in the, the thriving metropolis of the village. They must have had a fair few people because they're handling bloody weapons and bows at that. And you can shoot the arrows out of the bows as well and out of midair. You do that? Yeah. yeah I do wow. know because I looked at the trophies and it said you could do it. <laughs> oh, right. I just did it accidentally. <laughs> yeah. Ethan, What'd you, military training. That's how it's explained. What do you think of the three daughters? Because the first time I experienced, well, the first daughter when you kill it, I was like, oh. That's a bit. That they're nothing. bugs. Or, no, I was like, like I was just like, just all the like fight, how, the fight. Yeah, I was like, well, that's a bit of a letdown because I, I think at that stage I didn't realize what well, I kind of gathered because I was like, this is the first part. So, and I've seen the like the preview, so I kind of know what happens a little bit. But um, I was like, oh, that's really simple. I think it is. Um, they're trying to teach you that you actually have to block. I think before. I met the first one. I didn't bother blocking anything. I didn't block with anything. her. You were in like a tiny little room, so you had to block, and it also mitigated a shitload of damage. Oh yeah, and yeah, I, I blocked heaps of shotgun shells in her face as well. I blocked them. They're the, I think they're the only enemies. The 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 vampire daughters are the only enemies I blocked in the entire game. I think because mm. I'd get right up in your face. No block. Don't. Yeah, well, because but, you, d- but you didn't know to pick thing. up uh, break crates and evil evil within too. So yeah, they say. And so you wouldn't that, block, wait, would you? So you didn't block during Mother Veranda? <laughs> nah. Oh my god. Yeah, if you play on hardcore, you have to block. It's it's part of the game. I'm sorry, and you got to smash the crates. <laughs> it's just got to be done. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought the the castle was probably one of my favourite parts. Um, what what do you think of the boss fight of Big Mummy Milker? I actually it's thought it was though. a good fight. I think it's one of the better fights in the game. Mm. It was very tense. I, mm. That was one where I had built up quite a stockpile of ammo. Um, I, you just pick up the sniper rifle not soon before that and you, when you're shooting the gargoyles and stuff. And I had quite a lot of shotgun shells, a heap of handgun ammo, a couple of pipe bombs, and I thought, oh, I am nailing this. I'm just going to cruise through this game from here on out. And I threw absolutely every single thing that I had at her. I think I ended that with five handgun bullets. It was very, very tense, very sweaty. <laughs> Plus, I was reviewing it, right? So you've got, you've got this time constraint as well. So you're thinking, I'm playing this on hardcore. I've made that decision. This boss is freaking kind of hard straight out the gate. Um, I've, but I've got to make this work, you know? So, yeah, it was tense. I had my reputation as well as the review on the line. Mm. But probably one of my favourites was, was Lady Demetrius, I think. Yeah, the most memorable out of all of them would be her, I suppose. But she was just a bullet sponge at the end of the day, but as well, yeah. right? She didn't really have too many things going on. 
No. Probably Old Mate Moreau would be the one with the most interesting mechanics, right? Yeah. All right, so the next area was Benevito, uh, which is KV, that's your favourite? Yeah, <laughs> fucking hated it in a, in a good way. I love um, when you were like, are there mannequins? And I was like, nah. <laughs> I really needed you to tell me if there was mannequins or not. <laughs> Full mannequin disclosure. But then they come alive. Nah. So, like, that's why I was like, no, nah, like, you don't have to fight. Like, like you don't have to worry about any mannequins. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, I you... didn't believe you because, I, like, the next thing I did was walk into a room with a mannequin on the table. And I'm and like, start doing no, I'm not touching this thing. This thing's going to come to life and get me. And I was like, no, nah, it's dead. <laughs> It's just a mannequin. <laughs> that baby uh, got me. Yeah. In a couple of ways. As in, it killed me as well as like... Jesus. Oh, did you get killed? I did. It was when you, you had to hide under the bed. Because I, I thought, oh, yeah, I'll just I'll get this guy into an easy loop. I'm like, there's no fucking loop. I can't get around him. Oh, my God. And then he ate me. I'm like, damn you. I loved you, baby. <laughs> yeah, I, wait, I waited like... I waited what felt like 10 minutes under the yeah, bed until I was same. really sure. <laughs> so you, like, you definitely couldn't hear him anymore. Yeah. 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 yeah that sound was oh, horrible. Horrible. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah. There's one, mo- this, so there's one, mo- uh, so this is my favorite part of the game, this, this location. Cause it's, yeah. it's kind of, it's the most puzzle aspect. It's the, it's got the scariest moments in it. Um, I hate creepy dolls as well. Um, <laughs> so just as soon as you walk into the forest on your way there, or, you know, you're seeing dolls everywhere. I'm like, I don't like the direction this is going in. But the only moment in this game that made me sort of like pull my face back and be like, that was sort of fucked up. Um, it, wa- it was the, it was actually the elevator. I don't know if that's the moment that everyone's been talking about or the part where you stab her face in later. But it was actually just the sound of that baby or whatever it is yelling at you and coming for the elevator because that was like one of the most thrilling moments. It's the whole stupid fucking game horror vo- typical stereotypical thing where the elevator doors are opening yeah, slowly. Yeah, You're like, yeah, fuck yeah, off, this is going to yeah. be like the last second, isn't it? And then you turn around there, I'm like, where's the fucking button? I like swing it around, press it, and the gates come. And you just hear that. Yeah! I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I hated that. That was, that was the, that I was think that was the scariest. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Just that image of that face as the elevator starts going up, and you're like, oh, it's, like go away. it's like mouth flaps, like vibrating, yeah. and like yeah, that's the worst. This is next level. Yeah, that, the worst yeah, that area was cool because it definitely like it changed, like it was all new. Yeah. Uh, so you'd sort of spent a whole bunch of time, you know, shooting, you know, lichens in the village, and then all that uh, in the castle, and this sort just sort of They're like no combat. A bit, yeah. yeah, yeah, it like takes everything away from you. Yeah. But I do think that, like, that boss fight was a bit, like, it was cool, but also shit at the same time. Um, like I don't know, just, if, like, when you're, like, finding the doll. Mm. Yeah. Was there, like, because for me, I literally, like, it was always just in the next room, and I just walk into the next room and press yeah. the button, and it was over. I struggled to find those goddamn dolls. Really? Yeah, yeah, I got beat up once by the dolls because I think I was taking too long and a bunch come in and like stabbed me. Yeah, I was like, are oh, these wow. dolls going to like try and get me? Yeah. And it never happened because I, I don't think I was ever there long enough. Oh, I didn't know that. I was, long enough, they got me many, many times. Yeah, I was searching oh, around for a while and then yeah. suddenly they jump into your face and they're like, stab, stab, stab. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, Lucky I, I made a bowl. I'll never get over this. <laughs> I thought that was just, yeah, super weak. I was like, this is what a limp... Well, you, you answer my question, which is I wasn't sure if the doll locations were predetermined or randomized, so they must have been randomized. Yeah, yeah they definitely would have been randomized. Yeah, but yeah. I um I was I was very appreciative of how 
chill yeah. that was compared to what had just happened. So I was okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like that was the good thing is it kind of it was short, um, but I do wish you kind of had a bit more time in that in that location. How'd you go with I, all the puzzles? I was going to say, I agree and disagree. It's nice how short it is, I think. Like, it's yeah. just this sort of package, yeah. But the puzzles were very much like you knew exactly how to solve them and you just yeah. were going back and forth for items. That, that wasn't... It was enjoyable, sure, but it was... I got stuck on one. Work. I got stuck on one also. Which one? Was it the same one? Was it the... The music box. Yeah. Music box oh, fucked really? me for like a good 30 minutes, I think. Yeah. How? Oh, you mean when you got I just could I did not realize. Oh, I didn't know. I, I, I didn't realize. Yeah. yeah. Were you going to line up the thingos? Is that what you're talking I about? I looked at it and yeah. I was like, oh, you just got to line these up. No, yeah. Did not so click. Did not click for me for ages. I had to go for, yeah, for about 10 minutes. And I was like, I fucking got no idea. And then Anna mm. solved it, right? And it started playing and I was like, oh, how'd you do that? And she's like, because I was like, oh, she can read music. So I was like, oh, it must be something to do with that. And she's like, no, I just lined <laughs> up the scratch marks. And I was like, yeah. oh. <laughs> you thought she got a full yeah. beautiful mind on her or something. This is, that, like, um, this is that game again, Zach, where you're thinking of it too musically and I'm just like yeah. looking at it like, oh no, it's just like. Yeah. So like I, I ran to the far room where the film roll reel is or whatever. And I'm zooming in on these pictures um, on my phone. Zooming in on the little small oh, pictures, no. going maybe there's musical notes hidden in these photos, and I've got to line up the music notes for the music box. So yeah, I think I too was uh completely overthinking it because it was one of those things where I was ready to kind of give up and wait until Zach got ahead of me because I knew he was behind me at this stage. I'm like, <laughs> oh maybe I have to wait until someone I know gets in front of me to, to help me out this because I'm like I'm completely fucked. And I was like, give it one last go, and I, I remember just going back to the box and just like staring at it and then it's just one you know your brain just clicks and you're like oh there's scratch marks oh, oh, oh okay yeah, yeah I, was like, oh, I didn't even see that no yeah um, i don't think any puzzle in the entire game got me really mm. for any length of oh. time not that i can recall perhaps i was but I'll tell you my favorite puzzle real quickly. It was when that, that did everyone find a hidden room where you got to light the, the thing on fire oh, in the yeah. room and to do it, you got to lead one of the zombies into the fire and then lead them to the, to the thing. I was like, that's it's, I mean, it's a simple puzzle, but it was just really right. fun to light yeah. one of them on fire. <laughs> that was one of the where treasures. Um, uh, you have to uh, go back to the bridge. I think it's the bridge you cross on your way after be right. beating the castle. And then when you enter the courtyard where the umbrella logos and everything, mm. um, once you've unlocked the boat later yeah. on the winch to wind down the bridge, you yeah. can go back there, wind down a bridge and then get in a different boat. And there's two directions you can take it. And one ah. takes you to this secret area where there's like a fish yeah. pond and like the secret cave and stuff. Yeah, didn't you go to that area? Because that's where one of the secret treasures is. It's just a yeah. gold statue of Lady Dimitrescu, but it's worth yeah. even money. And it's also where you find the yellow fish, the the secret fish of destiny. Mm-hmm. Did not, did not go secret, there. Secret, secret fish of destiny. On on the bloody <laughs> note of secret fishes of destiny, I got all of the recipes done, <laughs> except for one motherfucking just plain old fish. I just did not quite have enough fish. I'm like, how is that possible? I've got all the special creatures. I've killed that many things. How am I just short by a single See, fish? I only, I only got half done and I assumed that you just simply couldn't get enough ingredients because you carry over everything between playthroughs. So I thought it was done on purpose oh. that you couldn't get everything. I was one I fish assumed. short. One. Classic. There's, there's your Twitter so, handle. Yeah. That was actually... Um, <laughs> that was a very cool idea, like the way they did that. However, 
I didn't look at the I didn't look at the recipes first, so I killed a whole bunch of animals you and sold all my ingredients. I, I sold them. Oh, no, I knew it. Yeah, that's I, that's uh, video games one hundred and one. Don't sell anything until you're hundred percent sure that you don't need it. I saw an article on Kotaku just today saying pro tip: save the meat. And I, and I was actually going to put out an article too. I'm like, nah, that's just you know what it is. Zach doesn't play enough RPGs because I feel like this yeah. is an RPG thing. It's hundred percent an RPG thing. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Did you know? Apparently, this is coming from. It's either kind of funny or game informer. Um, have any of you guys listened to that? Their reviews. I listened to the kind of funny review one with Brittany on it. Yeah. Yeah. Did they talk about how you can actually give the meat or fish to the? Yeah. Food? Yeah, they did. And when I was listening to it, I went, "Yeah, duh." I didn't know that. I didn't even think that. So yeah. if a if a recipe needs like three bits of meat and you give him two, yep. it'll just keep the two there. Yep. Oh yeah, Amazing. he stored my meat for me. And if there's yep. one that took only, like some of them had crossover, so lots of them took fish. The goddamn fish. Um, Can you imagine if you had to keep all those ingredients, you wouldn't have the That's what I was the doing space. the whole time. I would only give the dookie the his the meat when I had the like the full recipe. You fool! Yeah, He's a hungry boy. He'll, He'll take it now. Yeah. Hey, what's uh? I'm a bad gamer. <laughs> <laughs> sort of, yeah. <laughs> still, still beat it. Um. All right, so the third area was, and I can't remember the person's name again. Moreau. 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 Well, the island of Dr. Moreau sort of situation. Uh, which was fine. Fish bro. Um, I thought it was kind of cool, but I didn't, wasn't, wasn't massive on the, on, on the boss fight for that one. I liked that fight. Yeah, it was fine. It's the only boss fight I died on, actually. Really? I died, I died a couple of yeah. times. The fucking acid killed me at first because I didn't realize. I, I was just middle of nowhere and I was, I was just taking damage. I was like, whoa, what do I do? And then by the time I ran the cover and realized I should get undercover, I died. So, mm. I mean, I was, I was playing on normal, but I thought it was super easy. Like I was just laying mines and letting him walk across them and then he'd do the next stage and move on. Uh, yeah, see, I, I died twice there, I think. Um, and the first time I got caught in like the world, like I got caught in like the edge of something trying to like back back and he just, he just ate me. Whatever he does. Um, yeah. Yep. Corner cucked. That's it. Once but, I realized um, that the, the slime barriers he puts up only takes two shots to, to destroy yeah. those. So I was trying to conserve ammo by using my knife or getting him to run into mines that were close to it. And it was working. It was a decent enough strategy. But then like I could just use two bullets and get through that freaking thing. Uh, and that was sort of a bit of a, a turning point for me. But he, he got me a few times for sure. Even though I realized the, the acid rain thing pretty quickly and he had a couple of... Um, audio cues as well. Like you said, I've been mm. saving this one just for you or something like that, and that would always mean acid rain was coming down. Uh, yeah. it, mechanically, he was probably the most varied of the lot, for sure. I think he had a cool visual design too. I quite, quite enjoyed mm. that. What do you think of the swamp part? Yeah. It was it, all right. It worked. Yeah. I think it's the most forgettable part of the game. Like, I can barely remember any of the swamp part. That's why it's my least favorite. When, when, when I'm trying to think of what actually happened there, all I can picture is just running across these boards in the in the ocean or river or whatever while Mermaid Man swims through and that's about it. Whereas I have a lot more memories from every other location in the game. You know, stuff stands out. Yeah, I can only think of windmills. <laughs> it's just How good was it those, uh, those aptly placed like trolley cart things that were on the edge of that yeah. walkway <laughs> that you could 
That's real good for one. Ethan. Real lucky for him, I reckon. That was yeah, you push one good. down and, and then there's none there. And you come back like two minutes later and another one's there. <laughs> and then there's a switch puzzle where you could raise platforms and stuff. I thought, who the f- designed this nightmare? Like, this is an <laughs> um, Yeah. Just terribleness. Like, it didn't make any sense, that bit. I, I love a good switch pulling puzzle, don't get me wrong. Um, but they kind of shoehorned it into that section a little bit, didn't they? With the blue, mm-hmm. the white, and the orange switches. Yeah. But um, yeah. I think it's a decent enough section and it, it broke it up a little bit. Mm. All right. The la well, kind of last main area is the factory. Hmm. What do you think of that? I actually mind the first parts where you were, yeah, when you're fighting all the Robin Robin Hood lichens here with like the boat. Like, well, see, does that count? I feel like that's an interlude between the two yeah, the the, the areas. But it's still yeah. after you go through the door, yeah? No, it's before you get to the factory. That yeah, no, no, so, no, no, well, no. But use the six win key or whatever it is. Yeah, because oh, at, yeah. at first he's like, "You need to do this for me, and then I'll help you out." So he sends you to kill the that person, like, right, and then yeah. after you do that, you then go to his factory. Okay, so there it's kind of like a mini section. Between. Yeah, but I didn't mind that part. I thought that was pretty cool. The stronghold with the uh, never ending enemies. Yeah, that that was yes, yeah, so, poorly done. Like the den? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, the stronghold is yeah. the den. I didn't mind that. Yeah, yeah no, no, it was, it was fine. Except for that one section. I'd yeah, that one room where you got to fight to the top to kill the, the final yeah. dude. That was the only part I disliked. Because I actually thought like, you could cheese them if you backed up back towards the typewriter. They stopped coming at you and just let you get like endless headshots into them. And so I thought, yeah, I'm cheesing this real good. But then I noticed what, the two what always... talking about. Really? So there's a, there's a typewriter. Yeah. You go up some spiral stairs... And he goes, this must be the den. And then a, a lot of them come at you. And you, you, can, thin, you can thin their numbers. No, you cannot kill them all. It's impossible. No, they keep spawning. You have to go, you have to go across know. the zip line. You have to go up the top to kill like the big bad, who is just one of those armoured ones. And once you do that, that's when it sort of stops throwing them at you. However, if you go back downstairs, <laughs> they keep on coming. I Did um, that at all. Did, we, did everyone else go into that other room once they left that place where there's the optional mini boss in that room that gives you a crystal worth a lot of money? Oh, you mean like, the bloke with the giant axe? The butcher? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, in that like small room. He was kind of shit was because it was such a tiny place. Yeah, that was optional. There's no reason to go there. Yeah, that guy's that was Otis. Yeah, yeah, you just turn left instead of going straight and then... Oh, yeah. There's no reason the, to do that. Yeah. You mean the big boss guy? Yeah, the big giant. Not a big boss. The one that, Inside like the little factory in room. In that the tiny small little room. room. Yeah. Huh. He's got mm-hmm. giant axe, yeah. And then those goddamn gargoyles come out like mid-fight. Yeah. 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 They, they it gives, it gives you crystals to, to sell, but otherwise there's no reason to be there other than mm. to, yeah, to get he, some monies. Oh, God, I missed... I, I'd done a lot of stuff to get there. I hadn't really saved. I'd taken him on, and I think I wasted like three magnum boards. Like I missed three times in the magnum. I'm like, what are you doing? Because magnum... Um, ammo is like precious as well. Yeah. You can just absolutely annihilate people. And I thought, yes, this guy's worth a magnum bullet or two. And I just missed him so many times. <laughs> you can just restart the last checkpoint. Oh, I was a bit worried that it would take me further back. I wasn't sure what the last time it had actually auto saved. Mm. Yeah. I think they're pretty generous with, with that. Checkpoints, app. yeah. They were mostly. Probably. Except for with the, the three sisters in Castle Dimitres. I remember. I had to get to the third one. It was quite. It was a bit of a jaunt from where I was. 
and there was quite a bit of loot in between and I'd get to a, figure out how to do it, die. So I ended up looting the entire path, going back, saving again and then running back because it was this checkpoint which just wasn't really triggering mm. close enough to that fight for my liking. Mm. Uh, that was the only like super long checkpoint that I, mm. I missed. Um. Heisenberg's Factory, though, I really, I did really enjoy. I've seen a lot, a lot of different opinions on Twitter. Some people are really enjoying it. Some people aren't, which I'm finding interesting because, yeah, I thought it was like sort of this body horror factory or mm. basically the, the equivalent of or, or something along those lines. And, mm. yeah, I, I really enjoyed the uh, how, as I said before, how tough the enemies in, in there were. And mm. uh, even though this was the, the big action-heavy side, like that one part where you're on the sort of, you're like spiraling up or whatever and it's a bunch of those ones that can fly the jetpacks or whatever the fuck they yeah. were and i was like oh my i got down to like a couple bullets there and i thought i was well fucked and you know yeah. like because there's barely any room to run and you got to hit them shoot them in the right spots and this sort of stuff so yeah i actually found the factory quite thrilling because it was it was like a uh, no matter how much you put bullets into them if you weren't shooting them in the right spots you were just completely mm. fucked an old mate with the propeller head um who is apparently ripped off from some <laughs> horror movie as goes the news reports as of late but uh yeah he was a he, he wasn't a bad mini boss fight either i didn't think have you seen that the movie no i watched the clip though the in mm. the the story when i looked it up what it looks think? exactly like him like oh, i really? can't yeah. yeah so the difference is obviously the movie is the guy's or the monster's head is the propeller whereas mm. in they're wearing it in this game, it's they're only got it. They're only like carrying it, yeah. Like I think no, I, he I've is the it. propeller. His head, his, his whole other body is the propeller. Yeah, I, I, in really? the clip, it looked like someone's like they may have had it on the head, but I I don't know in the context of that movie what it is. But from a design perspective, it looks exactly the same. Um, they sort of end differently in the movie. They cut our character cuts like a cord on the side of the propeller to stop it from spinning. But then the character, but then propeller head catches on fire and bursts in the flames, which the directors argued is exactly what happens in resident evil village. Anyway. Hmm. Um, I don't know how much further this will go, but I, I definitely feel like he's got a case to argue that it looks exactly the same. I think his movie was 2013 or something like that. So, um, you know, like it's, it's been around long enough for something. They could, they could have just done it by accident. I don't know. Hmm. But uh, it's interesting if you look it up. Yeah, I love horror movies. It's one of my favorite genres, uh, so, uh, but I'm not familiar with it's that. Like, it's like a Nazi horror movie. I can't remember the name of it. Oh. It's, it's called Nazi Frankenstein's something. Army. Oh, there you go, yeah. Frankenstein's oh, It's called Frankenstein's Army. Army. No, I've, I've seen a Nazi horror movie recently and it wasn't that. Um, yeah, right, okay. Because yeah. I thought the guys, I thought the monster in Resident Evil, I thought he had like a just a head. Nah, he's just all, he's all, he's all fan. Yeah, he was only fans. Hmm. <laughs> there you go. OG. <laughs> um, KV, what do you make of the uh, factory? Yeah, I pretty much for all the all the above uh, reasons. I really enjoyed it. Um, change of you know, change of environment, change of again gameplay style. Um, I liked that it was uh, a little bit more of an explorable space. Like it was a lot larger than a lot of the other places, and you could kind of just know wander around and explore and find optional secrets and stuff but yeah i liked it at first i didn't think i was gonna like it i was like oh no we're up to like the action part of the game where it's just gonna be super repetitive it's just gonna be hallways and enemies um but they yeah they gave you enough little extras that it, it didn't get boring mm. um and i liked just like fang and duke up around different floors 
<laughs> he's like, like that, did he? No, he he hated it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, he was always like, whenever I felt tense or like stressed in that game, seeing Duke was just always like my a happy face, just <laughs> my happy face, and just like. <laughs> You know, so being able to like bring him to me in that part was was very much appreciated. I tell you what, on that note, I got so lost in that section. I don't know about you guys, but I was backtracking trying to get everything. Once you get the key to his room or whatever, mm. um, I went up there and got that stuff, and I was trying to backtrack to where places I knew I had been. Is that where you go to make the mold? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the mold, and that's got three doorways that you eventually unlock, and then there's the floors that you eventually unlock, and then there's a powered door that you eventually unlock. And I realized mm. I just I unlocked so many things and run around for so long. I think it was a bit of a marathon session this one as well. Like it was a few hours that I just sat down and um, ignored the world, but by the end of it, I could not remember the layout of that area for love nor money. I cleared the entire thing eventually and just sort of asked my way through it, but um. I have a really poor sense of direction in, in real life and it just really manifested itself here in a very ugly way. I spent a long time, a shameful amount of time running around those corridors. But uh, in the mean? section in general, I quite enjoyed like the visual aspect, the puzzle um, aspect of the enemies and stuff like that. It made me really start relying on crafting more. Like I crafted a lot of those uh, proximity mines because they would get stunned by yeah. that and you get right up in their mush with the in the glowing bit with your shotgun and, and as long as that was upgraded you take them out with a single shell what'd you um, think of uh, the Heisenberg boss fight visually it was kind of cool like there was bits yeah. flying like the particle effects were mad um, you know, there was like it seemed like there was a giant storm going on that perhaps he was creating and bits flying everywhere but also completely ridiculous with a, a like the gun, the the gun car or whatever the fuck it is, the easing. <laughs> it's just it's ludicrous, and it was also extremely easy. That fight on even on hardcore was an absolute pushover. I think it's a shit fight, but like good, um, like in a movie it would be pretty epic. Like just design wise and stuff like that. I just I nearly started laughing when Chris is like, "Hop on!" <laughs> 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 I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> I'm actually driving this." Here we go. Yeah, you knew where I was headed then. <laughs> I just think when he gets blown up into the sky and the fucking car, He grabs onto the car. Yeah, I was just like, fucking hell, this is just... And then, and, and then you got to fight him on the ground, which makes it even more ridiculous. Yeah, the ground fight was weird, man. He would surely just be able to crush you quite easily, but he'd just wait for you to stand back and hit him with a couple of sniper rifle balls. It was odd, that on-foot section. Extremely odd. Yeah, but it was... It was, it, was, it was a thing of they showed Heisenberg to be so powerful throughout the, the whole game that I felt maybe they got themselves into a corner of how do we do a boss fight of this character and Ethan? And the only way they could think of was this damn monster truck thing or whatever <laughs> else. Because every other part in the game, whenever Heisenberg shows up, he's just like flicks his fingers and encages Ethan in a bunch of metal or, or whatever. It's like, well, how do you have him fight that character on his own terms? And I'm sure if... I don't want to say, you know, if they put their heads, they could have thought of something, but I don't know. I feel like the answer they came to is what we got in I the game. I would love to have seen that whiteboard right in the middle of polycarbonate yeah. monster truck and put a big circle <laughs> around it. We got it, <laughs> This is it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the final boss we've, we've sort of touched on, and, yeah, that, that was probably, again, like one of the weaker ones. I mean, well, they're all... 
Not at all. Yeah. I feel like that was the weakest fight, even more so than Heisberg, because at least that was um, exciting from a design and silliness <laughs> co- yeah. kind of point of view. And at least it was something different, whereas the Mother Miranda fight was just, I don't know, it was just shoot thing for long enough until thing dies. There's little feedback in, to show you that you're actually doing any damage to her. There's there's little tactic of it than just move around in a circle, block if she gets too close. When it goes to darkness, just move around into a circle, shoot her. Like, it's just very boring. It's, it's a kind of boring fight. Yeah, it is. And when she's the spider like, too, she um, she jumps up on the side, right? And she's about to slam down on top of you. And uh, the first couple of times she just like jump on top of me, I'd lose a shit ton of health. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And then randomly I was running around the arena and I realized all you gotta do is run straight towards her. So there was all these weird tricks and almost cheesy ways of getting to her next phase. And there was so many phases. And then she just combines them all at the end. It's like, far out. Get me mm. out of here. That was, that was a tough boss fight, but not in the way that's that's good. No. Nah. It was one of those ones that, like, you're glad it's over, not like, yeah, I... I bested her. I did, yeah. yeah. It was a real war of attrition. Because um, it wasn't... I didn't find it super hard. Like, I died a couple of times, but I think it was just, you know, my concentration was starting to go because it just felt like it was going on for ages. Like, yeah. I knew what I had to do, just had to keep shooting, but... As Dylan said, like there, like there are no real triggers as to how far you're getting. Other than at least the with phase like changes, yeah. Yeah, like at least with um, like with Heisenberg, I think you had to shoot like his arms and legs off or something on the. Yeah, on the, that was his the on the ground. It was on the you shoot him in the head, and then when you're in the car, he had these weak spots that glow yeah. glue. Uh, they were red, like under his arms yeah. and all this sort of yeah. stuff. So you know, so you can glowing like, weak spot. Yes. Yeah, uh, but it works but for a reason. It did. Yeah, it worked. But yeah. All right, so let's go. Is there anything more after that? Oh, no, there is. Do you want to talk about the ending? I feel like it's important. The ending is going to be the end, but I wasn't sure if there's anything else before that. But there is one thing. That's the Chris Redfield section. Oh, that's true. Yeah. What do we think about that? I actually quite liked it. I love love when horror games do that. When they're like, Uh, nah, just go nuts. hmm. Yeah. No ammo conservation required whatsoever. They just, just made you feel like a badass. Mm. Uh, I liked it because it was short. I feel like if it had gone longer, oh, yeah. I would have grown really tired of it. But given it was just this rather short and sweet sequence right after you thought Ethan died and you're like, your mind's still just like, wait, am I finishing the game as Chris? Like, you, you know, you're like your mind's kind yeah. of trying to figure out what's going on. But then there's so much happiness happening in the village. And like the first time you rock up there and there's, you know, all these other characters on the lookout and you see what's happening with Mother Randa causing the, the shitstorm. And it just, it, it's just, it makes the whole game feel like it really has been this truly insane 24 hours in the middle of Europe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely agree. I think it was cool. And it also Chris makes you wonder, beast, right? yeah, it also makes you wonder why Chris like lets, let Ethan just wander around the village for like days straight <laughs> shooting, like trying to take down enemies with his little handgun when he's like there with stockpiles. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably looking he's, down at his binoculars going, oh, there's Ethan, you know, yeah, mucking around. Just like, around. Big, every time he bumps into him, he's like giving Ethan shit and uh, and chucking him around and like, you can leave here now, Ethan. And then later he goes, oh, sorry, maybe I should have told him the truth. It's like, you think? Really? Yeah, that's right. One of his you soldiers think? were like, you really should have told him. Oh, yeah. And then the guy yeah, says again, no, really, Chris, you should have fucking told him, yeah. mate. It was, it was a really weird moment, actually. He re-emphasized the fact that he should have told him. Like, yeah, good stuff. 
Also, I was waiting for the female, um, or the the female voiced character to reveal herself to be Claire or something cool like that. Because because obviously Resident Evil Seven had this whole reveal of a a classic character at the end of the the mm. game, and then I was waiting for another Resident Evil classic character, and I was like, oh. No, Claire, no, no. no, never. Well, yeah, I don't know. But I mean, then we found out in the in the concept art it was supposed to be um, Ada Wong or whatever was in the, the concept art was supposed to be supposed to be in this one, True. but they they cut her. So Shout yeah, out to Ada. The, love Ada. Yeah, so. love Ada. Big fan. So is Leon. Leon loves Ada oh. too. Mate, that would be an absolute <laughs> awesome night. You could get you could get Ada Wong um, DLC though. Like if they've already if they were teasing around having her in the game already, then they could add her as part of the DLC for this one. So well, in Resident Evil Four, they had that uh, they had the mercenaries, and they had the other like little DLC like built in. It was like a little Ada mini mission thing, which is really cool. So maybe yeah. Um, well, the DLC they did for Seven was. Um, it was quite big, like in 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 the scale thing. Like having after they introduced Chris at the end of seven, then being like, okay, there's an entire DLC where you play as Chris now. So you know, I, w- I wouldn't put him past it to do something mm. set inside of the village where you play as a, a prominent Resident Evil character. The only thing with that though is that uh, Ada's actually in RE four, so it makes sense that she has DLC, and I guess Chris is at the end of seven, so it makes sense. Whereas there's no sign of. Apart from placed? the concept art. The, no, it makes, it makes sense because she's eight of fucking long, mate. She can insert herself wherever she pleases. Maybe you play as the Duke. So they, they said... Oh, um, yes. And eat everything. If you, go, if you go look at the... If you go look at the concept art uh, or whatever, it says that originally she was supposed to be investigating the village and then Ethan bumps into her and then they're like, oh, shit. Shit's fucked up, eh? And she's like, yeah, yeah crazy. That I was just here investigating vampires. So, like, this is a bloody crazy place, Ada. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Apparently they cut her because, uh, I can't remember, something about it. It just seemed like a weird way to force her into it or they couldn't make it work or, or something along those lines. So, there you go. Which is fair enough. Um, All right. On the, on the subject of the ending, though, I want to hear your guys' opinion of it. So, the... Evelyn or Rose, which which one is it? Because she was sort of resurrected from the four pieces of a dismembered baby. So I don't think she's Rose anymore. She must be Evelyn. And the, the they weird, have that little bit. The, the weird end, agent yeah. makes a joke. He's like, I was just kidding. Evelyn. Like it was some sick joke, like some sick burn that he just laid on. Um, she's like, my name's Rose. Damn it. I'm not Evelyn. This is madness. Um, but yeah, do you think that she is actually this, this resurrected daughter? Um, can't, surely can't be Rose. Well, that was, wasn't, I mean, she is who she's raised to be, obviously. Yeah. Like, Evelyn definitely going to be like the, 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 the There's going to be like, yeah, the spirit of. Evelyn's, uh, Marianne's Mother Miranda's daughter. daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Mother yeah. Miranda's yes. daughter. And Rose's the actual, uh. Yeah, is Mold Baby. Ethan and, yeah, Mold Baby. Yeah. yeah. So, but I, I would find it very weird if Evelyn was pretending to care and visit her. Like it, in that scene, it makes it seem like she snuck away from wherever she's supposed to be, caught a bus to go see her father, which would be a really weird thing for someone like Evelyn pretending to be Rose to do to care that much. It, it seemed genuine. Like that whole same scene generally, like she cared about and thanks her father for sacrificing himself to save her. So yeah, I, like I, when you don't realize your own identity. 
like you're laboring yeah. well, under the under a different identity, and then all of a sudden, like, oh my god, yeah. I am the daughter of Mother Miranda. I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they they do if like if she's being set up for the sequel, which we actually don't know. Wouldn't surprise me if they don't come back to her for another game or two, given what Resident Evil's done in the past before. Mm. But if she is like the lead character in the next one, it wouldn't surprise me if they do a whole story where she's. Uh, trying to tackle with the fact that she's basically fucking Venom from Marvel or, you know, like got this <laughs> personality thing happening or whatever. But um, all, all that scene reminded me of as I was watching it and they're like setting up this teaser of this, I don't know, teenage girl with superpowers or whatever else, like doing freaky fucked up shit. Yeah. I was like, man, this just make me think about fear. What a great game fear was. Let's bring that back. Eh? Yeah, classic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, God, that was an eternity ago, wasn't it? Hey, good shit. Did we all like the ending? Like that scene like or like in general, like me or escaping on the plane and everything? Uh, yes. Yeah, so like, yeah, well, both. Even sacrificing himself and everything like that. Uh, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, it I was, didn't think it, it was, was the like emotional thing that the game sort of halfway needed. And when she was at his grave, I'm like, I did actually have a pang of sadness. I'm not saying a tear rolled down my cheek, but I was like, yeah, you did a good job, Ethan. Hmm. Mr. Yeah. Multi-man. <laughs> but the scene after that, what are we taking from that? Because I didn't really quite understand what was Well, she's now, she's an agent now who's getting military training as part of either... But I don't think it's like the collective were... or the collection, whatever it's called. It's just, it could actually be that, that, that organisation, yeah, that originally built um, Eva, the first bioweapon. Yeah. 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 And so she's an agent oh. within that, um, probably fighting the manifestations of whatever Mother Miranda's done and how it's already spread out into the world, basically. But explain to me the what your take is on what happens after that. So when he makes that joke, she gets in the car. Because it like to me, it sounded like they were trying to kill her. Yeah, it does actually. It sounds like, yeah, she's only... Um, like, do you want me to take her out? Because like, no, I can handle her. She's only yeah. a girl. Um, no, it's because it's she threatened him and then they're like... We were afraid yeah. she was gonna she was gonna kill him and like maybe escape if they're keeping her sort of captive on a uh, base somewhere or something like that. Maybe they let her out to have a pretend school life. Yeah. Or it's it seemed very much like that sort of. Mm. But then the, setup. the car stops, right? The car it? stops and like another character walks. There's up another there. character there. Yeah. 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 So, that, so that's Ada Wong. Like, like, <laughs> maybe is Ada Wong. Um, but I was like, yeah. that's be first. I was waiting for something to happen. Like I was staring at the screen. Like dead set in my yeah. pixels, just like zooming in on yeah. that car and that person going, is that person going to start shooting the car? Is she going to like have tentacles spring out? Something's going to happen, and then it just cut to that screen where it says the father story is over or whatever. I'm like, fuck, what's, what mm. a what a what a tease? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, because because that that's why I thought it was like, oh, do you want me to take her out? And he's like, no, I can handle it. So I figured that Rose had killed him. Like that was, and that's why the car had stopped. That's, I mean, it's po- all things are yeah, on the table, the you know, like all uh, all things are possible. The one, the one thing I will say and though, gets in. the one, the, the major reason I don't feel like we'll have her in the next game is because I feel like the next game is to see this trilogy through. It surely has to start Chris going to that facility that he says he's going to on the plane because that was the other thread they sort of left open, yeah. and then they jump ahead 10, 15 yeah, years yeah, or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, it's like they yeah, they set that up and then they jump ahead 10, 15 years and by then Chris would be, what, like 800? Like, so he's probably not around or he died or what's happening. Yeah, and if she, if, like if, if, um... He's like Galahad yeah. from the Order. He yeah, like it's, it's <laughs> uh, if, if Rose is captured by the collective or whatever, then, or, uh, then that means that the good guy's lost, technically, I guess. 
mm. if, if that's what's happening. You know, so th- there's definitely a lot of, um, they're setting up a lot of threads. That was like a, a weird, like, sort of motion <laughs> I just did then, but that's it's fine. Gonna be, <laughs> it's going to be interesting, though, if you have to do play as Chris in, like, the next game, because, you know, given what you've just played as Chris in at, at the end here, where you're, like, invincible, kind yeah, it's of. It's a game people don't want. It's a game everyone doesn't want at Resident Evil. Yeah, it's, it's Resident Evil It's back five, to four. Basically. Yeah, it's Mixed back to full action. the bad parts of Resident Evil 6. Um, yeah. Punch it. I did, like... I did like that um, little comment when I think it was Heisenberg um, and Chris is there or something like that. And he's just like, oh, you boulder punching prick or whatever, asshole, yeah. whatever he says. <laughs> uh, I, thought, I thought that was very, very well done. Yeah, Chris is an absolute frigging unit. Like, he is a big boy. He jacked up between this and seven somehow. Massive. Yeah. And even in five, he was a bit of a weapon. But in this one, it's just like, Jesus, that. No, in this one, his shoulders are like. Yeah, man, that trench coat's really... What are you, Johnny Bravo? <laughs> it's a spray on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's, it's interesting because I feel like either direction, so I feel like the game playing as Chris next is super action-focused, and I feel like a game starring Rose would also be super action-focused because it sounds like... Stuff. Yeah, it would sound like that game plays as her just using powers, and it's almost like... Uh, the darkness or so, or, mm. or something oh like that, God, which which would be darkness. cool. Like, yeah, like they could do it, but either way, either direction is exactly not what people love about this one and seven, which was the more survival horror first person, yeah. uh, no weapons, just scared shitless vibe. So I, I don't know where they go from here to keep everyone Peter happy Wong versus Rose. Rose is the new Mr. X. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Maybe. Well, yeah, yes. I mean, this is the problem they had last time after after Resident Evil 4. Like, they they, they moved into a more more action yeah. game and then it went full action and everyone was like, this is just bomb. Yeah, but I think that's because, so if you look at it, everyone was like, Resident Evil 4 is the best Resident Evil ever. And then Capcom yes, at home right. went, everyone loves the action. Like that's what they took away from it. It wasn't everything up until then, because everyone says that the last half of that game, the last third of four, is obviously the weakest part. And then I feel like Capcom took Capcom was like, "Nah, the action's the best part." So then they made five, and then when everyone was like, "We don't want this," they said, "Oh, oh. like yeah, you do." Yeah, yeah. You, you want it. And then for six, they they were like, "Oh, we want to try and please everyone." So how about we do sixteen million different campaigns and uh, split them all up. And then everyone said, nah, fuck that shit. So then they've tried to reboot the franchise. And two games later, they're like back to sort of where they, they were yeah. two, three games ago again. It's a you know? super cool thing, isn't it? Yeah. So if you're, you're listening, Capcom, be... the action parts were the worst part. <laughs> Give us more creepy baby. Creepy, yeah, yeah. puzzle house with creepy babies. That's yeah. the best part. More hanging dolls from trees. No Do more hanging dolls. RE9 no is first person? Will it just continue yes. to be? Yes. If they say that yeah. they're doing a trilogy, surely it would be okay. weird to switch to third person. I reckon it's a point and click. <laughs> I think it's a wild. Go wild. <laughs> I would play that. Zach would play the fuck out of that. He's like, best Resident Evil ever. Point and click Resident Evil. It's my favorite <laughs> yeah. one. The visual right, novel called Date, Date My Zombie Daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's a game on Steam. I'm sure that's a game on Steam already. It's, it's yeah, probably, probably is. Yeah. Um, all right, one last one before we, before we go... We go. Um, what do you think of the Duke? I, I meant to ask this before when we were talking about him. Did you uh, did you rate him? Did you rate his character? Yeah, he's radical. I love the Duke. Yeah. I I think he's a 
uh, he's a very nice face to see pop up. I, I appreciate this game having a, a friendly face that you can see throughout the game, unlike Seven, which you just uh, sh- you're returning to that caravan to buy fucking upgrades, which just isn't the same as popping into the Duke and knowing that you're in a safe place. I definitely feel like everyone's criticism about him being a, a really over the top, ridiculous stereotype and uh, take on a disgusting flat. Uh, fat blob is uh, warranted and I, mm. I completely get anytime someone says that. I, I definitely wasn't playing the game going this isn't on. Like it's just something I didn't think about but as soon as I saw someone point it out I was like yeah that's a fair take. I understand. Well so people are offended. That. Sorry I haven't noted any of I this. I don't think it's like people are offended. I don't think anytime someone writes an article saying something's probably not on doesn't mean they're doesn't mean they're offended by it, but I, I definitely mm. feel like it's a stereotype taken to the max of having like all, all of his things is like over the top rolls upon rolls upon rolls. And he's, if you stand inside a room with him, like in the castle, all he talks about um, when he fills time, if you just stand there, you'll just be like, Oh, I'm hungry now. Or he'll pull, he'll pull out something and begin eating it. And you can yeah. see like the sort of crumbs and like, he's always just talking about being hungry. So it's, it's just like things built upon, built upon, built upon. So right. yeah. I didn't yeah. notice that. Well, I mean, I, I knew he that was a big dad. Okay. But... <laughs> he's a bigger dude. <laughs> yeah, he, maybe he, he was very big. Yeah, I yeah. don't see the world yeah. like that. <laughs> he just looked like a normal human being to me. He shallow held him. He was like this fucking... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> just as ripped. Like, would have been cool. Yeah, it would have been cool if they... Like, if they'd actually given, I don't know, some kind of context to that or done something with his character beyond that. I was almost like... Am I gonna have to fight this guy at some point? <laughs> like a fucking sick monster. Yeah, where's the weak spot? Damn it! This like this like f- like flip the script where everything you've sold to him he uses against you later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, God, you'd be screwed then. Have stat- <laughs> statues thrown at you. Zach's just fighting Crystals. this guy, throwing bits of meat. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, did anyone sell weapons back to him? Yeah, uh, absolutely. No. I sold everything but like the three weapons Fucking that I use the most. You don't see the markup he's putting up on those weapons yeah. that you sell back to him? Fucking he's doing I didn't sell any because yeah. I got so afraid that there'd be a, a trophy for having all the weapons by the end of the game. But if that's you, the kind if of you upgraded name. the weapons, they, was, they were worth heaps. So I sold like they the were... basic pistol at the start, which I held on for so long and had it pretty much fully upgraded. And there was one that was ever so slightly better. And I sold that for an absolute mint. Mm. It was great. Yeah, mm. that's and then you buy it back I for want. like double the price. It's amazing. There were oh, several well, points. When you buy them back. No, I didn't buy them back. No, okay. But I went and had a look at like what he was charging. Just, you know. Yeah. I'm glad you could buy them back because I was wondering that. There were several points though because I'm carrying around every single gun in the game where I am I was in the menu having to Tetris, like take everything out and then manually put everything back so I could actually fit more in there because the game wasn't auto-organizing it to, mm. to the right needs. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's very, very RE4. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I had heaps of space at the end there. Like you, once you buy all yeah. the compartment upgrades and you you sell like the yeah, but you were selling, selling guns. guns. I was. I was. <laughs> See, I was. Gun, that's the big dealer. <laughs> yeah, I definitely. If I was holding on to all of them, I, I I imagine it wouldn't have been easy. But you know, in RE two was it, the remake. The guns got bigger as you upgraded it. That was cool, right? Like when you when you combine them with new upgrades, they would become larger in your inventory. They didn't do yeah. that here, which I. I thought it was, nah. would have been cooler. Well, it's a different system. <coughs> the upgrade system's different. He's, yeah, yeah. He's having a cough. Yeah, sorry. I thought um, I muted that. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, like both, well, both the inventory system and the 
because in the in re2 and that like you've got the storage vault that you can play around with and put stuff in there whereas here you don't yeah, you don't yeah there was no no, no storage chest is bit shit else i thought that was, yeah, it was weird wasn't it then i, I think they would have kept them <laughs> I think they did it well because every time that you got a new weapon, it was slightly better than probably where your upgrades were up to. Mm. So you kind of knew. I think that because I was like, oh, do I want to keep this and upgrade it or do I want to? I mean, and then I was like, well, this one's at its lowest point and it's more powerful than this one and it's at its strongest point. So Except I think it, automatic pistol, that thing sucked. The, yeah. Why would you oh, want this, that? It's a, it's a best way to waste ammo is to hold down the trigger and just hope with the silencer you mean uh, I think you could no it's the one where you hold down the trigger and it just keeps on firing and it's see I used it rate. I used it but I never held it down and I thought it was quite good that way because you could mm. just like sort of yeah at people's heads yeah you couldn't really hold it down I did it a couple of times like I just wasted if if you held it down it would go it had um. What recoil, like a, yeah. yeah, recoil, yeah. Welcome to Gun Talk. But then, Very nice. Yeah. Guns never. <laughs> um, well played. But yeah, just, just back quickly on the on the on um the Duke. I would I'd be keen to to learn more about his character because he just seemed to like. Why was he so? Why was he everywhere? I don't think you'll ever. Can you explain to me yeah. the dealer from Resident Evil Four? <laughs> the merchant. Yeah. The merchant. What do you mean? What's his story? I don't think there is a story for him. Okay, so there's my answer to the jig. But that's different though, because the 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 strange uh, the the merchant never gave you like story beats. He was never like the like the duke was giving you info. He and never ferried also, you to the final boss. Yeah, <laughs> jump he on the bus, Ethan. We're going to the final boss. It was he felt like a like an like an actual character rather than just like a shop. Yeah, he does ask him at the end who he, he's like, who are you? And the duke's like, I don't think you are. I know that. I'm Ada Wong. <laughs> I've put on a few, but I'm still not nervous. Uh, Ada anyway. Lot. Hey, uh, I like that. Okay, let's, uh, yeah, let's wrap it up. Quick fire question around the room. In, uh, in RE9, who, which character do you want to play? KB. We, we want to play as, or you, we will... Co- you, can it be anyone in the entire world? Okay. Both. You can give us both if you want. Who you think it'll be and who you want to play as. Nah. Wait, Dylan. who are we waiting for? You're waiting for me? John yeah. Wick. Oh, sorry. No, you go, Dylan. John Wick. No, no, no. I mean, like, which character <laughs> in, like, <laughs> Oh, see, so I thought you said anyone. I, I, no. Um, oh, see, so yeah, this, cl- this is what I was trying to clarify the, uh, the question. Like, uh, so, so... Someone from the Resident Evil universe. Uh, <coughs> well, no, I'm, I'm saying like like based on the story. Okay, who do you, you think that you'll play as, and who I, who would you like to see the story continue as? I think in Resident Evil Nine, you'll most likely play as a new character. Okay. And that's my legit who, answer. <laughs> and who would you like to see as? Who would I like to see you play as? I would like, like to play as Claire. Okay. Thank you. KS. Uh, I think that will be playing as Rose. Okay. And I'm totally down with that because apparently it's going to be like the darkness. So I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I was promised. Okay, <laughs> very podcast. Yeah, I feel like I, I kind of agree with Dylan. I feel like it'll be a new character and Rose might be potentially like the villain. Ooh, hot take. 
I um, I reckon the Chris Redfield thing could be uh could be on the money. Oof, that would be the death knell. You reckon? I don't know. Yeah, as Dylan said, it just would. It'd be like, let's make RE six again. <laughs> well, I think it depends how how they do it. If it's in first person and they it's, can't even it's, take away his guns though, because he just punched things. <laughs> One punch man. Just goes I was right. thinking like like maybe you play as Mia, but I was like, nah. Nah, no, fuck she, that. Uh, <laughs> no, no one wants to play as Mia. No. Uh, no offense to uh, Mia, but yeah. But I Mia. would like to I'd like to play as uh Leon. Nah. <laughs> you as, um, say that. <laughs> That's hilarious. So Galahad? Um, All right, okay. <laughs> I I reckon Big Ada would be good, but I think I think Claire also works. Like I think if they yeah if it's if the story focuses on a bit of bit of Chris, you know they can do the same sort of thing as Ari too, and she's looking for Chris. So I'd be keen to play as Claire again. Aren't we all? So what if, what if the game starts? Here's here's my pitch, right? For Claire, the game starts. Claire's like Chris has been missing for a while, and she the game starts with her trying to track him down at that uh, facility that he's heading straight to after mm-hmm. this game. There you go. Done. Yeah. Capcom, uh, hit me yeah. up. Uh, do you work with Capcom? Yeah. <laughs> do now. <laughs> Don't need Jason well, Schreier. We've got buddy Dylan. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, Dylan, where can Capcom find you if they need to get in contact? You can hit me up on my Twitter. It's at Vivaladil, V-I-V-A-L-A-D-I-L, or you can head to explosionnetwork.com and find my email and contact details there. Hello. So uh, Capcom, get uh, get in touch. <laughs> All right. Um that's uh, that's about it. Unless anyone's got any other thing they want to add to the Resident Evil Village. Oh, so how do you put um, the Roman numerals for nine into a title <laughs> like Resident Evil Mix or something? I reckon they're gonna do Resident Evil. I reckon they're just gonna reboot Resident Evil Six. With the, oh, with the nine. Oh my god! <laughs> it's all pointing towards it, isn't it? What about Resident, or Resident Evil Sixty Nine? <laughs> what about Resident Evil mix tape and it's set in the 80s <laughs> Resident Evil Dixie um, Chicks <laughs> <laughs> oh god go back to uh, some like South, like Southern American horror yeah <laughs> alright uh, thank you all for listening to this spoiler cast of Resident Evil Village if you've played it let us know oh, I, hope they have, I hope you've played honest. it or you've just yeah. heard, the, heard the entire yeah. thing yeah, I'm so sorry <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a very very good point um, if you want to yeah, share any thoughts, you can get in, get in contact with Dylan and he'll pass it on to us. Uh, if you want to check out Capcom. KS's review, you can go to www.well-play.com.au, find a fully written review by us there uh, based on a game that we played, uh, not influenced at all. And uh, we shall see you next time. Thank you, Dylan, for joining us. Happy to be here. Shout Thank out you. To Shout, Shout outs. outs. Shout outs to Buddy Watson for uh, finishing on time. <laughs> I heard he, I heard everyone shouts him out for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Later. Bye.